Blessings in abundance, beautiful people. Before we dive into the podcast today, I have a very, very special announcement. On Saturday, March 26th at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, yours truly, along with my co-host, Minister Jennifer Wendy Brown of Single and Sold Out, will be teaching a live virtual masterclass, the Heart Check Masterclass. Lady Leader, where's your heart? The Heart Check Masterclass is for entrepreneurial and creative women of influence in the marketplace, business, and ministry. You can't miss this class if you are an influencer, leader, creative, professional, or entrepreneur who has endured setback after setback and you keep on pushing, but the results fall short and you're burned out. This is for you if you feel pain in your heart and know there's lingering residue, but because there are people following you and looking up to you, you keep pushing past your feelings to serve even though you're hurting. And this is for you if you've made some progress and you've been doing some of the healing work, but you still have lots of triggers and unwanted memories and flashbacks. And so in this masterclass, we're going to learn about matters of the heart and emotions that can sabotage your brand, purpose, and ministry if left unchecked, especially as a leader and a woman of influence. We're going to learn simple strategies you can implement right away to check your heart and clear your heart and get back into alignment with new ways of feeling, thinking, and being as you go to your next level and so, so much more. So you're only a few mindset shifts away from feeling better now. So I encourage you, register for this free masterclass today. Click the link in my show notes or go to bit.ly bit.ly forward slash heart check masterclass to register today. Now on to the show. This is the Well-Centered Woman Podcast, a space created to provide practical wisdom for every faith-based lady influencer, creative, and entrepreneur who desires to better manage her emotions under pressure. In every episode, we discuss what it takes to stay centered and sane while operating in purpose using faith, community, and practical wisdom. Grab your journal, coffee, and tea, and let's start getting our emotions all the way together. I'm your host, Tanika Maria, and welcome to the podcast. Greetings, 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 beautiful people. Another Well-Centered Woman podcast just for you. I'm your host, Tanika Maria. And let me tell you something. I do have trust issues. (laughs) Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I have a feeling that I'm not the only one. So on today's podcast, as you know, all of my podcasts are deep. I don't hit little trivial, lighthearted issues. I really deal with issues of the heart that keep us from being the well-centered, wholehearted, full-hearted women of faith and purpose and influence that we're called to be. And one of the things is if we have trust issues, right? And on this podcast, we are talking about how the inability to trust hurts us and how it shows up in business and in ministry and in our lives. I love this quote by Dr. Ed Delft. And he says, the greatest practical enemy of your emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being is the inability to trust. And the reality is we, we all still trust. 
because trust is essential for us to live in society or we would have complete chaos. You know, how come it's so hard to trust again in relationships and ministry and business? Why is it so hard? What happens to us when we hurt so deeply and so badly that we cannot trust again? But the reality is, you know, when we're like this, we're allowing fear to reign, but society is functioning right now with some degree of trust. So what are you what are you what are you saying, Tanika? Without trust, society will fall into utter chaos. When you drive over bridges and roads, when you go through stoplights, you're trusting that that stuff is working. You're trusting that that bridge is going to hold you up when you cross over that interstate. You're trusting that that bridge is going to hold you up and not fall apart when you're driving over some large lake, body of water, or river. You're trusting that those stoplights are going to work. You're trusting that the cars at the intersection will just obey the rules of the road and not hit you head on. You're trusting for those of you who have children, who who have children and kids in daycare, you're trusting that the teachers are going to show up at that daycare and take care of your child. You're trusting that the teacher is going to show up at school and that school is going to be open. You're trusting that your employer, your, 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 your company that you work for, you're trusting that that direct deposit of your check is going to come every two weeks or twice a month or once a week. You're trusting that that when you sit down in a chair, you're trusting that that chair is going to hold you up. When you drove in and you, when you drove to the grocery store, when you drove to Target, when you went to the drugstore, when you drove to church, when you ran your errands, you trusted that the drivers of the cars behind you would not hit you. You trusted when you uh, turned your lights on that that electricity was going to work if you paid your bill, that is, right? You trusted that that electric company was going to keep that electricity. You trusted your internet company to provide internet. So I've made my point right. I kind of went on a tangent, but you get the point. So without trust, society will fall in chaos. So for you to sit and say that you don't trust, you are trusting because you have to trust every day just to live in work, live and work in society. So you're trusting every day. And the foundation of healthy relationships of all kinds, marriage, friendships, businesses, partnerships, collaborations, you have to have trust. You have a basic trust in things in order to survive, right? And so when you so when you say you don't trust, what you're saying is you don't have faith. When in reality, you do have some basic level of trust or you wouldn't be able to even survive. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. It also says in Isaiah 26, 36, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind, and I love the Amplified, both his inclination and his character is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. So if I want to have peace, I got to learn how to trust God because the word says he promises to keep me in peace if I keep my mind on him, not my problems, not what they did, but because if I keep my mind on him because I trust in him. And of course, Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into your own understanding. But because 
Because we have endured huge, profound situations and traumatic events with humans, we lack the ability to trust and we project it into our other relationships and we project it into our relationship with God because the logic is, and it's all subconscious, if I can't trust humans, then I can't trust the God who made them either. If I can't trust humans, then I can't trust God that made them either. I can't trust that even if things go wrong, if I take that risk, if I jump out there and decide to do this thing and get in that partnership and join that group and get into this collaboration and get into this relationship, that even if I take that risk and that human being hurts me, do I trust God enough that he's going to redeem and restore me and heal it and make it right? Can I trust that I'm going to learn the lesson, grow and move forward? Or am I going to shut down altogether in my trauma? Do I really trust? Do I trust or am I going to trip? Do I trust or am I going to stay stuck in my trauma? The most dangerous aspect of this is that whenever we don't trust, we lean to our own understanding. Whenever we're failing to trust God, we start leaning into our own understanding. We become self-reliant and we try to control stuff. And then now we get into manipulation because we want to handle stuff ourselves and we want to rely on our own ego and our own flesh. And it's all because we can't trust. Whenever there's control issues, there's a lack of trust. There's fear there. And I love that old hymn that I learned as a little girl in church with my parents. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Listen at that. Oh, what peace we often forfeit it. We just forfeit peace every time we don't trust. We just voluntarily hand our peace over to the devil just because we don't trust God. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. And then it says, oh, what needless pain we bear. I'm just needlessly in pain, in emotional pain, mental pain, psychic pain, because I don't trust. I'm bare. He said that he would bear my burdens, that he bore my grief. He bore my sorrow in Isaiah. Oh, what needless pain we bear. So we're out here bearing needless and unnecessary pain, and we're forfeiting our peace, living in confusion, all because trying to do stuff ourselves because we don't trust God, trying to figure it out ourselves because we feel like we're smart enough to do it, and we don't trust God. We have trust issues because of the past, and it's basically the fear of being betrayed, humiliated, taken advantage of, or otherwise manipulated all over again. That's basically it. The fear of being betrayed, rejected, abandoned, humiliated, taken advantage of. And even if we've gone through a healing process and are actively working with God to get real and be healed, we still have a lot of trust issues because it's hard. I'm the first to tell you, it's hard. It is hard. So why is it so hard? Here's a word for you. Prejudice. Prejudice. Ooh, Yeah, and I'm not talking about racism. 
and racial prejudice. But let's look at the word prejudice. P-R-E, pre, J-U-D. It means to prejudge. The root meaning of the word prejudice is to prejudge. And that is part of the root of why we can't trust. Because of the past, because I got burnt, because somebody betrayed me, humiliated me, rejected me, abandoned me, took advantage of me, manipulated me. Because of that, I prejudge other people that they are going to do the same thing to me. I make a prejudgment without any basis in reality other than my past experience that this person, that this group of individuals will betray me, hurt me, abandon me, humiliate me, uh, let me down in some kind of way. And so we judge without genuine evidence or even giving them a chance. And so it's our prejudice, our prejudging that keeps us from truly truly trusting. Let me say that again. It's about prejudice, not the race, racial sense of prejudice, but the idea of prejudging because of the past. We prejudge others that they are going to betray, hurt, humiliate, abandon, or let us down in some way. So we judge them without genuine evidence or even given a chance. It's our pre prejudice, our prejudging that keeps us from truly trusting. Come on. And so the prejudging or the prejudice is an ongoing suspicion that people are going to hurt you in some way. It's an ongoing suspicion that people are going to let you down, act some kind of way that's going to hurt you or hinder you. And so we begin to get suspicious and hypervigilant. We start looking for the signs. We play movies in our head of how someone is going to take advantage. We predict betrayal. The fear and the anticipation of pain keeps trust issues alive and it gives them newfound relevance, even though it's an entirely different situation. And so now we build, built up a negative belief system. Now I got BS, which is a belief system. And you know, you can use that, you know, you can take that tongue in cheek, but now I got a new BS because of my trust issue and it's coloring how I show up in the world. It's coloring my perspective on people that I, I don't even know who probably may even have the capacity to bless you. And so when we're in this trust, uh, this place of not being able to trust is keeping us isolated from God's blessings. And when there's no trust, there's no connection. And it, the end result of that is self-sabotage and self-deprivation. Trust issues inevitably turn into self-sabotage. For example, when you don't trust, you don't connect with others. You don't really, really be vulnerable to truly connect. And we miss out on chances to get to know people, to, to network, form friendships and intimate relationships. And when we do that, we're self-sabotaging and self-depriving. We need people to go to the next level. We need people to do the God-ordained dream because if you could do it by yourself, it's not even really a God thing because God is big. And so these trust issues form when we have negative events, destiny-shaping events, powerful, profound e events that shape us permanently and affect the course of our destiny, good or bad. 
We have good events that shaped us, that uh, impact our destiny. And then we have bad events or things that weren't so good that also shaped us. And it's the things that were negative. The negative destiny uh, situations are shapers like divorces, betrayals, tragic, tragic events with ongoing consequences. Those are the ones that impact our trust issues the most. So it shapes us profoundly. It shapes us deeply. And depending on how bad it was and how fresh it is, if it's current in your life now, you know, you can take one incident and make generalizations about everything else. You know, I have one incident. He cheated on me. Now all men cheat, all pastors, all these coaches and prophets and people out here on Instagram, they're all after my money. They're all manipulators. I'll never work with the business coach again. I'll never get married again because of this, that, and the other. So this is what happens when we have these negative events that shape our belief system and shape how we're showing up. So what happens? These are, this is the downside of it. This is how the inability of trust hinders you. It hinders your capacity to develop into the fullness of who God called you to be. Your, the, the purpose activation and fulfillment of your destiny requires aid. It requires support. It requires the skills, gifts, and talents and resources of other people. Again, like I said, you can't do it by yourself. And so if you can't trust people, it will severely hinder and limit your capacity to develop into the fullness of who God called you to be. Number two, you don't know what you don't know because outside of the knowledge of yourself, you're going to stay small and tiny and hiding out because of fear and the inability to trust. You won't know what you need to know because you don't know what you don't know. And as long as you stay tiny and small and hiding out because you don't trust people, that's a hindrance to you and it's self-sabotaging, right? Number three, it delays your process. Things take longer and things are harder when you're trying to do it alone and by yourself because of pride and because of the inability to trust people. This is sad. I've been there. I know what that's like. It's a delay. It's definitely a delay. When I think about the process of publishing my book, my first book, you know, that was my baby. And it was a reflection of the, my inner world. Um, all that I went through in that first book, Get Out of That Dead in Relationship Now, how I was strung out in that situation for almost seven years, waiting to be married, walking around, you know, with this, um, he was a, a widowed pastor and I had his deceased wife's ring on my finger for seven years as my engagement ring. There was shame surrounding that whole story, but I knew in my heart that God called me to write that book and I knew I was supposed to share that story, but it took a lot to overcome that and then to share it and to open that, that whole manu manuscript up, the blog post that I had done and to really write this thing out, that was scary because I needed help to edit it. And I'm like, what if someone reads this and judge, you know, judges me? Can I really trust people with my dream? Can I trust people with this quote baby to help me? But I need help because I didn't I didn't know how to publish a book myself, right? And so also by way of personal testimony, I've endured disappointments and being hurt by female leaders and mentors that I looked up to for my past. And it made me leery of women in platforms and positions or those who I perceive to be, quote, higher or more gifted or at another level. And so I had to come face to face with that trust issue. I had to repent. I had to forgive those who hurt me, ask God to clean my heart, replace the inner vows. You know, they really didn't mean home 
harm. We're all struggling. We have issues. No one is perfect. I had to um, learn to not be so quick to jump up and act like best buddies. And sometimes it would take me time to open up, you know, and I would uh, be more aloof. But I realized this was an area that I had to deal with. And I realized, you know, if I tried to do things alone, it would take long, a long time, a long time to really do the things God called me to do. Um, another way that the inability to trust really hinders us is it's very profound in romantic relationships. That's another podcast altogether because you need psychological visibility for someone of the opposite sex in a healthy way. You're not created to um, just be isolated. And so it's like your heart can be open to love with healthy guards, healthy boundaries, and not shut down in a barricade because of one person because of a lack of trust. It's like when you shut down your heart because you're not able to trust, you're giving away your power to you. You're closing your heart because of one person and no person should have the power to close up your heart to love for years. Even in the midst of pain, whenever I've endured breakups and engagements, I always say like God, even though I hurt right now, my heart is still open to love. I'm open to love. This hurts, but I will not give this individual the power to shut down my capacity for love. No human being should ever have the power because of what I've went through, because of what happened to shut me down to love. I'm open to love. I trust God. I'm trusting you to heal me. God, I will do what I need to do. Therapy, prayer, whatever. And the thing about it is you don't want to rehearse and nurse. You want to give God a chance to reverse it. And that requires trust. That requires trust. When we don't trust, it really reflects an inability to let go and surrender. It's like I need to be in control. I need to micromanage. I need to mitigate shame. I got to control the way things look because I don't trust God to cover me. Whenever I can't trust God and just let go and surrender, that's a trust issue. Whenever I need to be in control, I got to micromanage every little thing. I got to mitigate shame. I got to control and control and control. That's an inability to trust. That's hard, right? And whenever we're in the place of not trusting, it increases our self-reliance and we're trusting in ourselves and not God. And that can get you in trouble. When we trust in ourselves and we're afraid to trust God, we sometimes we become our own worst enemy and we make a mess. So really quickly, as I wrap this up, here are some three signs that you have trust issues. Number one, someone will make an honest mistake. They're running late. They can't take your call right now. They can't respond to your text message like you texted someone or you called someone or you were, you were expecting an email. You were expecting a quick response. But and something innocent happened, but you in your mind, you went a whole different direction. You took it all the wrong way. You start getting all crazy and suspicious and feel some kind of way. Well, then that will make you come across as a sort of a difficult and weird person. When you act like this, it pushes people, people away. That's a sign of a trust issue. So here's another one. You expect the worst. This is that negative expectation. This is when you're always on guard, anticipating that other people will betray you. Even when there are no signs it's going to happen, lack of trust issues, and it includes being extra suspicious. It's like you're always suspicious. 
always suspicious of other people's motives and behavior. And you're leery of being taken advantage of because it's happened before. And it makes you feel like you can really, you can't really trust anyone. So here's, that was a second sign. You're just expecting the worst, right? And another sign, you sort of keep people at a distance. You may long for deep and many, meaningful relationships in your life, yet you find that most of your friendships are, or relationships are superficial. They're surface. You may have trust issues with letting yourself go with emotional, physical intimacy or commitment with other people. You may find yourself feeling like an outcast or labeled as a loner. This is a sign that you have trust issues. And the reality is you can't trust other people until you develop a deeper trust in God. That's too much for this podcast right here. But faith requires trust and leaning on God. So, and faith works by love. So if my faith in God is shaky, then my trust in God will surely be shaky. Then I need to check, okay, God, am I really, really receiving and walking in in your love? Have I experienced the love of God enough to trust? him? And if not, how come? If you have experienced God's love for you and and have examples and testimonies over the years of how God has come, come through for you in a way that you know that you know that it was God, then you can discern someone else that you can trust too. If I have enough experience and track record with God where I know that I can trust him and I can discern and I know his love, then when a safe person comes along, then I'll be able to discern that because I'm able to discern it with God. But the reality is you can't discern a safe heart until you have a safe heart. Oh, that's deep. And my heart will only be safe to the extent that I learn to trust. So this is deep. This is going off into another tangent. So I don't want to get into all of that here, but we have to have trustworthy hearts in order to discern a trustworthy heart. And for me to cultivate a trustworthy heart, I have to sit with God and learn to trust him. It all comes back because if I don't trust humans, chances are I'm not trusting God. So I don't know where you find yourself in this today, but This inability to trust, if I'm talking about going to the next level, I'm talking about making room for my next, making room for God to bless me, expanding, increasing, growing, elevating, up-leveling. If I'm on my come up, you got to trust. You must trust. You will have to trust God and trust other people in your journey. So that's a wrap. Let me know your thoughts and takeaways on this podcast and where you are in your trust journey. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and YouTube and just sit with this for a moment and kind of look at your life and think about, okay, God, you know, do I really trust you? And so that's a wrap. I will see you guys soon. Blessings in abundance. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me on the Well-Centered Woman podcast. If you've enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe and spread the word. Don't forget, you can gain access to more resources in your journey to emotional mastery by going to the episode website and checking out the show notes. Until next time, this is Tamika Maria right here in the journey with you, keeping those emotions all the way together.